Welcome to the Frederick Democrats podcast, the official podcast of the Frederick County Democratic State Central Committee. I'm your host, Josh Kramer, and today my guest is uh, Michael O'Connor, who is alderman in the city of Frederick, and he is also a candidate for mayor in the city of Frederick. Uh, and just a couple things before I introduce our guest today. I want to note that there is a city election this year, and uh, the election dates, the primary election, will be on Tuesday, September 12th. Uh, the polls will be open from 7 in the morning to 8 in the evening. And the early voting will be on Friday, August 25th, and Saturday, August 26th. Uh, if you don't know your polling place, your polling station, you can go to cityoffrederick.com slash 150 elections. You can even put in your address and it will tell you where your polling station is. Also, for more information about the Democratic Party in Frederick County, you can go to www.frederickdemocrats.org. Uh, there's handy uh, tools there, such as the websites of all the candidates that are running for office, including my guest today, Michael O'Connor. Thanks so much for joining us, Michael. Thank you, Josh. My pleasure. So let's go ahead and uh, get right into it here. First off, uh, I, now, people in Frederick know you. You, you are currently an alderman. Uh, we're, we're recording at the Seaver Arts Library today. I don't want to and, assume that everyone knows me and all the people who need to know me know me. Okay. So a, a lot of people do, and it was very evident because as we were just standing outside the library, there were a lot of people coming up saying, hey, good morning, Michael. Uh, so it's, it's clear that the people here know you. Uh, but for those that don't know you, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're a Democrat? Sure. I am a native of the city of Frederick. I was born here, walked many of these streets as a child, went to school just a few blocks from where we're recording this, took music lessons down on Patrick Street, and this has been my home for 51 years. I am married. I have two college-age daughters. I have spent the last eight years as a member of the Board of Aldermen, and prior to that, I spent about 20 years working in local media, working in radio and television. The job of an alderman is not a full-time job, and so overlapping really the last eight years that I've been on the board, plus a couple, I have been the business manager at St. Catherine Drexel Roman Catholic Church. So that's been a great opportunity to apply civic involvement and management leadership opportunities in a, an environment where I feel um, very much at home, much like the city of Frederick that I've spent so much time in. I grew up in a household where politics was the topic of the day almost every day. The youngest of five children, a very raucous Irish dinner table every night with a lot of conversation, and uh, we were encouraged to speak our minds. And most importantly, we were encouraged to make sure that when we did speak our minds, we could back up what we were saying with facts. So you learned in a process like that, and particularly as the youngest of five, that uh, sometimes waiting your turn wasn't always the best way to get your point across. One of the things that was evident in growing up in that household was that um, a progressive mindset pervaded really everything that uh, my parents focused on. Um, they were active in their church. They were active in the community. They encouraged our involvement. And all of that, when you're raised in that kind of an environment, I, I think it can't help but rub off on you. And one of the things that was clear was that uh, it's not that government plays a role. And I'm a Democrat because I think government plays a role in ensuring 
quality of access and a quality of opportunity. Now, that doesn't guarantee a quality of outcome, but I think that's really important. And to the greatest degree possible where government can, can level the playing field and give everybody an opportunity, I think that's a really important notion. And I think that's the fundamental approach that Democrats take relative to other political parties. So one of the uh, specific policy things that I really wanted to talk with you about, the uh, more energy uh, or, or less energy dependent here in, in Frederick City, a more walkable and a more uh, bikeable and more connected community. How, as mayor, uh, will you try to achieve that? So I think I've already done some of this as a member of the Board of Aldermen. The Board of Aldermen is really a driving force over the last several years in getting the establishment of both a sustainability office, the hiring of a sustainability manager, the creation of a sustainability plan, and the funding and the budget of money to make sustainability efforts in the city a reality. The truth is we need to do more than that. And I think that having a mayor who is progressively minded in terms of what those concepts mean and why that's so important is is critical for the, the long-term and the short-term future of the city of Frederick. So. Um, those are going to be priorities to continue to move forward in an effort that I've been proud to have helped spearhead in the city over the last eight years. And, and I want to try to tie this into some of the economic development issues in the city. You know, the hotel and conference center uh, that's to be built along Carroll Creek. One of the concerns that I've heard when I talk to people in the city is they're, they're really concerned about what this is going to do with traffic downtown. Uh, so could you speak to uh, to those things? I mean, you, you talk about more a more bikeable and walkable community, but should people be concerned about traffic downtown with the, uh, with the hotel and conference center? Traffic is the Goldilocks issue, one of the Goldilocks issues of politics. Uh, too much is clearly not good, but not enough is, is not good also. And trying to find that sweet spot and how you manage it is really important. For any project, and the hotel project is among those, it has to go through our planning process, and part of that entitlement process is going to be an evaluation of what its traffic impact is going to be, and then what the necessary mitigations of that impact are. But I don't think there's any question that if you bring more business and more vibrancy and more activity into downtown Frederick, you're certainly going to bring more traffic and other kinds of activity. What's incumbent upon us, I think, as elected officials is to make sure that we manage that in the appropriate way. And that means placing and requiring the kinds of infrastructure improvements, whether it's parking decks or road expansions, how we do exits off of the interstate, how we work with our state and our federal partners, our county partners in order to get Route 15 improved. All of these things, not any one aspect of what we do in the city operates in a vacuum. We have to have people who are strategically focused. And much of my career has been about trying to look at multiple things at the same time and understand the connectedness of them. And I think that's a critical component of how we approach things like the, the, known, the known traffic impacts and what we can do to mitigate that by being a bikeable, walkable, connected community to give people options. I think that's really important that people have options when they when they come to downtown Frederick. So uh, let's go to another issue, and that is the issue of taxes here in the city of Frederick. And uh, what do you think in terms of how much people are paying in taxes right now? Uh, should they be increased? Should they be lowered? Uh, what's the return that people are getting in terms of services? Uh, if you could elaborate on that. I have said on numerous occasions, I don't believe the city should tax our residents one penny more than is required to provide the 
services that our residents demand. And that is a balancing act. Um, for some, uh, taxation and, and any change in the, in the tax rate in, a, in an upward direction is going to present um, financial hardships. I'm proud that over the last eight years, we've not adjusted the tax rate except to lower it. Um, it was uh, through the efforts of the, the last two administrations that we changed the tax calculation in terms of the way the city and the county interact on what's known as tax differential or tax set-off. And the result of that change was that the county property taxes in the city of Frederick actually went down as a result of those conversations. So city taxpayers actually did see their tax bill lowered. They saw it lowered on the county side, but the reason why it was lowered on the county side is because the city took a, uh, a step, uh, mm -hmm. deeply got deeply involved in making sure that where there are duplicated services mm -hmm. between the city and the county, that our taxpayers in the city should not be paying twice for those. We should not be paying for services from the county that we get from the city. For example, our substantial police force, our parks and recreation program, some of those kinds of things are important and, and our residents shouldn't be double taxed on that. And we need to constantly look at ways that we can make sure that we maintain fairness for those who are at the lower end of the economic spectrum, for those of our seniors who are on fixed incomes, tax credits for people who um, want to make uh, green infrastructure improvements on their home. I would absolutely love to explore ways in which we could provide um, incentives and benefits to people who are trying to do the things that we talk about in the sustainability plan to make Frederick more more sustainable. You know, and Frederick overall, I mean, and I've said this in previous episodes of the podcast where, you know, we have, whether it's the city or the county, we've got a, a great problem in that uh, we're growing. And, and I think by any metric, any community would be envious of, of what we have. But there, there's still poverty here. There's still, you know, people struggling with uh, making sure that they can stay in their homes. You know, affordable housing is an issue. Um, people not able to get a job or people not able to make mm -hmm. enough. So what are some of the ways in which we can tackle the issue of poverty in Frederick City? I think this, this issue is particularly critical because it's one of the things that I heard throughout the spring as I was on my uh, listening tour um, throughout the city of Frederick is that the city is doing really well. I think the city's in good position, but that that success and that progress is not being equally felt in all neighborhoods at all income levels throughout the city of Frederick. And so I think addressing uh, the disparate nature of where the progress is occurring is a really important thing. I'm proud to have been a co-sponsor along with uh, Alderman Josh Boki on a resolution to uh, support the Coalition for the Homeless plan to end homelessness um, it by 2040. And uh, that uh, process, that, that progress is, in order to do that, we need, we need to bring the partners together and we need to sit down and have a conversation. And that's never been something in the eight years that I've been on board that the mayor has ever wanted to take on as a challenge. But, but I've said that we need to get out of the poverty amelioration business and into the poverty elimination business. And the only way we do that is by sitting down with the partners in the community, the nonprofits, our community action agency, the business community, and really focus on what does it take to make sure that we can provide year-round permanent supportive housing for those who need it, that we can provide affordable housing options for all income levels across the spectrum 
in the city of Frederick. And these are going to be priorities, and we're going to, we're going to tackle them in the first 100 days. So one of the other issues, and I probably don't even have to frame a question for it, I can just say the two words, and I'm sure you'll, you'll be able to respond to it, but bulk trash. Bulk trash. I'm, I rode uh, as an alderman in my first in my first term. I rode the last. I rode a truck the last time the city did bulk trash the way people remember the bulk trash program. And uh, I was uh, instrumental in getting a committee appointed at that time to look at our solid waste and bulk trash and all kinds of things relative to this issue. And they came back with a series of recommendations. Um, unfortunately, the recommendation that that committee made, which was to reconfigure the bulk trash. Uh, program is not the approach that the mayor took when he decided to discontinue the bulk trash pickup. I believe that we can do bulk trash in the city of Frederick. We attempted to fill the gap in what we used to do with the free cycle roundup, and it's a good program and it's the right approach, which is one of the things I saw when I did that ride along is that public education is really required. There were a lot of things that were being put out at the curb for bulk trash pickup that could have been recycled, that could have been reused if we can find the partners who will take them, the ReStore or Habitat for Humanity, whatever it might be, Goodwill. Uh, so what we need to develop is a program where we can be really focused on making sure that our residents understand what bulk trash is so that when we do a bulk trash collection in the city of Frederick, we're really collecting bulk trash and we're not collecting recyclables and other kinds of things for which there are other ways in which those things can be disposed of. And, you know, one of the other issues that comes up in Frederick so often, and there's a lot of discussion on it, is the blighted properties. And the Asiana restaurant, I think, is probably the most infamous of, of those properties. But what, what can be done on that issue? What, what can be done is that we have to vigorously enforce our codes where it's appropriate to do so. We have to be willing to use all the legal remedies that we have at our disposal, and I believe that receivership is an option for properties that you've referenced. We need to put carrots out there for property owners in downtown Frederick who may struggle at times to meet with the Historic Preservation Commission guidelines and to help them get through that process. And communication with the citizenry is really important. I think that's been one of the real drawbacks over the last eight years is that we don't, City Hall and, and the, the mayor controls the staff, does not communicate particularly well with the public about what these priorities are and how we move forward on them. And so I think that's, these are, these are not insurmountable problems. And it's not just in downtown Frederick. Um, there's, there continues to be issues with foreclosed properties throughout the city of Frederick and, and the impacts that those can have, those vacancies can have on neighborhoods. So we, we need a citywide strategy that may not be the same in every neighborhood because each neighborhood has its own problems, but we need a citywide strategy and we need to be vigorous and we need to be committed to trying to resolve this. And I want to ask one more thing. Uh, we got about a minute left here on uh, Hargett Farm. Uh, what should happen with that property? I think a lot of people now understand, you know, it was one of these properties that the city bought uh, for $18 million at the height of the housing market, and then the market crashed, and now the property is worth somewhere between 6 and $8 million. Uh, and, and it's one of the largest expenses of city taxpayers is that of the debt service. So what can we do with that property? So what's been critical for me is while I would not have acquired that park the way it was done, the city owns it now. And it's clear when you talk to people who live on the west side of the city of Frederick that they want that developed as a park. They don't want to see some other use go in there. They don't want to see how 
houses built on that property. They want to see it developed as a park. And the commitment that we have to make as a city now is to move forward with a plan. And that plan doesn't mean that the city is going to be the developer of everything that occurs on that. But I'm proud to have been appointed to sit on a task force that to me, mirrors very much what the old Carroll Creek Commission did for downtown Frederick, which is provide focus and attention on how we bring the right private sector partners to the table to develop that park into what our residents expect. It could be an aquatic center. It could be nonprofit and community space. It could be ball fields. We know what the shell is on paper. Now we have a great group of volunteers, people who are committed to this city, who want to see it move forward, who can help us to provide some focus and attention to actually bring the dream of the West Side Regional Park to reality. All right. Well, uh, you've been listening to Alderman Michael O'Connor, who is a candidate for mayor in the city of Frederick in this year's city elections. Uh, Michael, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to come here and speak with me uh, regarding these issues uh, impacting Frederick City. Greatly appreciate it. Josh, thank you. It's my pleasure. This concludes this episode of the Frederick Democrats podcast. Uh, the music was performed and composed by David Fitzwater. And thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Okay.